Hello and welcome to episode four of the State of the Fandom. I am your president for life, democratically elected, of course. And uh, you have your fantastic prime minister. Prime minister, Labs the Labrador. Well, Mr. Trudeau. Uh, <laughs> yes. <kidding. laughs> We've. Oh, I'm a true minister now. Yes. Yes, Mr. Trudeau uh, of Canada. So, oh, I wanted to do... I just want to skate the very least. Cool. Yes, of course. Uh, I wanted to do a predictions episode with you of oh, predictions that we think will happen uh, in the future. And we will start off with a bang. Yes. Start off with a bang. It's start off with... a well moment. It's oh, going to wow. be a scene moment. moment. Oh, God. Uh... Shaboom. Shaboom. Uh, I predict, I predict that there's going to be a Nixon moment in our near future. I predict because uh, it is very, very well established in the historical record that an incumbent president is much more likely to be elected than a new candidate for president. So, either... Biden is going to run again, or... Oh, God, help us. Oh, God. Or... <laughs> Kamala... I'll pray to you, Jesus. That means we don't have <laughs> either of these two scenarios. I know! Or, the more likely scenario, in my opinion, is that they will want Kamala Harris to be the president during the election. Now, how do you make the vice president the president? Now... Do a bunch of stupid shit that gets the vice that gets the current president uh, impeached. He steps down, and then, oh no, the vice president becomes president, and and then the pardons the former president. Yes. So, in this scenario, which I think is pretty likely to happen under the circumstances, but who knows? We'll see. Uh, in this scenario, the Maybe that's what Trump was trying to do. Maybe so. Trying to get... Again, who better, who better to be a centrist, moderate candidate than Mike Pence? Yes! And That makes so much fucking sense! And they wouldn't impeach the actual guy! What if, what if that was his plan the entire time? Was like, just impeach me, please! Just impeach me! <laughs> Like, you idiots botched this whole... You guys were at it for four fucking years. Right? (laughs) You had one job. Get rid of me. And you fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Right? What if that was the plan the whole fucking time? See, I I don't know if the Trump administration was smart enough to do something like that, but... Why not? I, pull a Nixon. Exactly. See, here's... Biden's my... trying to pull a Nixon right now, and neither of them can get impeached effectively because they're all fucking retarded. <laughs> uh, allegedly fucking retarded. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> hey, they're public figures. We can say whatever we want. As far as I'm personally concerned, if you can't, as an American, if you can't criticize your president of the United States, you are not a goddamn citizen of this country. Get the fuck out of my country. Exactly. I'm paraphrasing. Who the fuck am I paraphrasing? You're paraphrasing yourself. But, uh... No, actually, I'm paraphrasing, uh... What the hell is his name? Uh... 
Well, you think about that while I give my personal view. So, here's the thing. You're coming in off of... Roosevelt. (laughs) Okay. Roosevelt. Got it. So, we're coming in off of a pandemic. We're coming in off of one of the worst economic shocks ever. Uh, We're coming off of economic inequality worse than the Great Depression. Economic inequality worse than France right before the French Revolution. Politicians, the most unpopular they've ever been. I, I, I say this regardless of party. You can look at the numbers for Democrats. You can look at the numbers oh, for Republicans. Everyone's just pissed off at this point. We're all mad as hell. We can't take it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it certainly seems that way. I mean, Charles Bronson. I mean, that was Charles Bronson's motto. Who's Charles Bronson? Uh, he was a action star. Oh. Gruff. He typically played like a gruff uh, cop. Ah, okay, got it. Took to the streets and, you know, took care of shit. Got it, got it. So here's the thing. You're coming off of a terrible period in American history. There's no way to be popular coming off of that. No. So, you do whatever you want. Even illegal things. The, The executive branch could literally do anything. Resign. And then get pardoned for it. Uh-huh. You could do anything. Like steal a fucking election? <laughs> right? And uh, for example. Zero consequences? Yes. Now, according to independent experts, the election was conducted in a safe and legal manner. But, that doesn't mean their future elections will be. Uh, the, uh, the unfortunate fact is that with things like gerrymandering, which gerrymandering in most states is legal. Uh-huh. And so, stealing an election is legal in those states. You know, you can have, you know, 60% of the people vote for one pe- one party and the 40% gets themselves elected because they're because of gerrymandering. And so, if they're willing to do that in public, If they're willing to do that in public, completely, with the public's knowledge, everyone knows about it, what are they willing to do in private, is my question. Uh, Damn near anything. Exactly. Anything is possible. Anything. Exactly. And so, what better excuse, what better excuse to put Kamala Harris as the president-elect? What better excuse to put her... As the incumbent president. A former DA, mind you. Yes. So, that... Oh, yes. She'll clean up those streets. She'll make sure that's taken care of. She'll take care of that. She'll take care of business. Because she's Kamala Harrison. And she's the greatest goddamn (laughs) vagina-wearing woman ever on Earth. See, and, and here's the thing. This is an important point that I don't hear people talking about enough. California... Has some of the worst crime rate in the entire fucking country. Has one of the worst incarceration rates in the world. Yes! Even in comparison to extremely violent countries like Guatemala, Ecuador, uh, some of the worst states in Mexico, they have an absurdly high 
incarceration rate. Yes! And so if someone comes along and says, well, yes, I was the DA of California, but I don't believe in incarceration, I'm like, bullshit! Bullshit! <laughs> bullshit. Fuck you! Yeah, so I, I put about as much... Uh, I put about as much stock in that as I do in something like, you know, all these green jobs that Obama said he was going to do during his 2008 campaign, and then suddenly he gets put in office, and where did all those fucking green jobs go? 20 years later, where the fuck are they? Yeah, so this this actually brings me to something that I've wanted to talk about on the podcast, but this is our this is a good opportunity. I think that we should use the free market to create the green jobs, quote-unquote, green jobs, or jobs in renewable energy. We'd be better off, we'd be better off growing hemp than throwing the hemp straight to a uh, biomass reactor to get energy. Right. It'd probably be more energy if it... Actually, you would generate... You might be able to generate power that way if yeah. you just grow hemp because hemp grows... doesn't even matter about the quality at that point. If you're just incinerating... You're just going to turn around and burn it. <laughs> for power just burn it down what if, what if you burned like a huge mound of hemp like just downwind from Washington DC and then <laughs> they just all are like oh man bro bro I'm so bro. chill now <laughs> the, the so amount funny. of hemp you would need to burn for them to chill the fuck out hey. would be in magnitudes of hey, several hey. metric tons an hour worth it totally worth it. Several hundred thousand metric tons. That's what we'll do. We'll just buy a um, we'll just buy a skyscraper and just fill it floor to fucking ceiling with hemp? With hydroponics Oh my god. To grow hemp in the building next door. Jesus. And then we just build a conveyor belt for the door. We just build a conveyor belt system for the building next door to burn all of it as it grows <laughs> to generate power. I love it. I love we it. Build an industrial scale biomass reactor, and then we take the biomass from the rest of the city as well. Yeah. Because why the hell not? Right. And then, oh, yes, electric companies. <clears throat> I'd like to call you up, and I'd like to say fuck you. Right. I'm putting your ass out of business. Fuck off. Well, see, this is where I think that the economy itself is at a tipping point. I, I think, me personally, looking at the numbers, I think that the economy is at a tipping point because green energy, whether, you know, and, and that kind of has a, a lot of... Can we do about these <laughs> fucking easy pass? Fuck off! Uh, green energy or, you know, renewable energy or whatever you want to call it, as of this year, as of 2022 or 2020 or one of the recent years, is now the same price as fossil fuels. So that's the thing is that it is now at the same level. So, you know, when we were talking, you know, 10 years ago about solar panels or geothermal or whatever or uh, wind turbines, what it doesn't matter. All of those, you know... Did you say we build nuclear and be done with that? I wish. I wish. Uranium salt? Uh, molten salt reactor, anybody? Thorium reactor, anybody? Uh, 
you know. The problem with that solution is that it's still a centralized solution. And yeah. in my opinion, I think what we need is a decentralized solution. We need we need a solution that is so inexpensive. We need Can a solution I just that's the full spectrum. Yes, no, that's what we need. We need every solution. We need all the solutions. We need the nuclear. We need the solar. We need the wind. Yes. We need to put solar panels wherever we can fucking fit them. Look at that barn over there. Yeah. Put a solar panel or twelve on it. Right. Just do it. Just do it. Building over there. Just do it. There's no reason. Cars, fucking tractor trailers. Just right. slap solar panels on them. How many fucking tractor trailers do we have in this country right now? Right. Well, and many solar panels of the past were so heavy and so bulky that it didn't make sense to install them anywhere other than roofs. Yeah. Whereas now, we have flexible solar panels that you can get on Amazon for 10 bucks. Yeah. That you can install anywhere. Exactly. And very few people even know that this technology exists. And in my opinion, again, where this is a predictions episode. In my opinion, I think that this has been actively suppressed by the fossil fuel industry because because they have actively suppressed similar things in the past. For example, did you know that ExxonMobil knew about climate change? They knew about the greenhouse effect in the 1960s. Yes, I did know that. And they actively suppressed the information because they knew that if everyone knew about it, that everyone would say, well, you are contributing to this, and so you have to fix it, and that would hurt their profits. Ironically, it would hurt their profits in the short term. Ironically, they would have the monopoly on everything else in the long term, so they still would win. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to lose when you're a multi-billion dollar corporation. You don't lose. One of the highest profit margins in the world, but... You don't lose, you adjust the goalposts so you win. Exactly. But they don't want to adjust the goalposts because the profit margins are too damn big because uh, screw the little guy until someone goes AWOL and decides to just start mowing these people down. Well, let's let's not do that. Let's let's <sighs> let's uh, rein ourselves in a little bit. Okay. Uh so in my opinion, their downfall is their very free market that they love so much. Their very free market that they believe is their savior. Hold on one second. They believe that the free market will save them, but it is in fact the free market that we can use against them. I actually have a prediction that Mm. things are going to get so bad that the oil companies are going to swoop in and say, well, we have this technology, this new patented something or another. Use this instead and every oh magically all the new engines can now accept biofuels and the engines and we're we're here to save you. Yeah. No. They they're gonna do something like I, I put it a little bluntly. The way they're gonna do it is a, a lot more insidious and they're working with Tesla. They're working with uh, alternative fuel companies. They're working mm. with other methods. Yeah. Because they know that the oil industry is a ticking clock. 
Yeah. But if they can get in on the ground floor with billions of fucking dollars, it doesn't matter to them because they'll have their majority stake in whatever the fuck they want because they have billions of dollars. That's how this game's played. The more money you have if you get on get on, on the ground floor, sub-basement, or you're actively developing, developing these things through shell corporations, if you divide it up through enough shell corporations, can't possibly be traced back to you. Right. Well, who do you think? I, 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 I encourage you, the listener, to go out and look for this in the real world because this is fascinating. And I guarantee you... No one is talking about it on the news. No one is talking about it on the radio or newspaper or anything. You have to go to Coast to Coast AM to find any shred of this happening. <laughs> right. It's on at like 2 in the morning, so good luck. The, the thing that no one is talking about is all of these laws that have been passed that, ha- that are saying no internal combustion engines can be sold after this specific date. And these dates are soon. In, in California, new internal combustion engines in cars are not allowed to be sold after 2035. Uh-huh. How many people are talking about that? 2035. Uh, That's pe- 13 years from now. Uh, people in California, because they think they're intellectual elites. In reality, they're fuckheads who enjoy screwing over the average people like you and I. Because they think raising the rents on people in Maine is a good idea. They think removing people uh, people from their houses is a good idea. They're fuckheads and they don't deserve an ounce of my respect. Absolutely. Quite frankly. And anyone else who defends them needs to get the fuck out of my country. Go to hell. Very passionate, uh, very passionate discourse today. Uh, but yes, the lab is absolutely correct that uh, treating housing like an investment and like a commodity is just criminal, in my opinion. It is. It is. It, it may not be illegal, but it should be. It is. It, it, it should be criminal. <clears throat> and the thing that, I, again, uh, what I don't understand is how people are not talking about this. So, did you know that this housing bubble has been brewing since even before the 2008 housing crisis. It has. So, all of these regulations that were put in place after the 2008 financial crisis, they have been slowly chipped away one by one by one so that these regulatory commissions that were put in place to avoid another housing crisis now have no power whatsoever. And so, the banks that were big in 2008 are now even bigger. Yes. Bank of America is bigger than it's ever been after its whatever billion dollar bailout. Uh, Morgan Stanley. Yeah, too big to fail means... Too big to fail. Means it should fail, collapse, and be restructured. Right. I mean, Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, Lord love him, he has some some kooky ideas, but one of the ideas that I think is just absolutely necessary is break up the banks. Yes. These banks have too much power. If the if the bank is so powerful that it cannot fail, then it is too powerful. That's that that means that that bank has power over the government, power over the people. It's like big tech is too big to fail. Big tech can essentially destabilize the entirety of democracy wherever the fuck they want. Right. 
and nobody, everyone's like, oh, that's fine, that's perfectly okay, Google's huge, that's a problem, well, that's actually, that's an active problem in our society that nobody wants to because, oh, all my research is done through Google, oh, Google's not a benevolent, it, it, Google's a benevolent company, they can do no wrong. What happens when uh, the CEO of Google decides to go AWOL and starts working with China and just gives you all just gives China all your details? What are you going to do then? Yeah. Well, and we have very specific case studies of things happening that you know no one would no one would choose these things to happen if they had the choice of yeah. you know uh, Cambridge Analytica having a hundred million one hundred million people's details and obtained completely legally obtained completely legally or how about the biometric data of anyone who's ever taken a was a genealogical test oh god all of that's run through uh, iron mountain which is a mormon run which is a i believe it is a mormon run uh company really and one of the most secure places on earth yeah they keep um, gene- genealogical records of literally everybody that they can find mm. in a secret, heavily secure bunker mountain complex. I think Cheyenne Mountain, but uh, holds everyone's records. Well, and the thing for me is that these companies like 23andMe and all these that, you know, they, they have this beautiful, like, exterior... Oh, yeah, they also send all that stuff off to the FBI as well. Of course. This, that's why I will never take one of those tests. Yeah. Even though I'm part Native American, somewhere in the bloodline, I don't need the FBI getting my records unless I do something monumentally stupid. I don't want to give them a head start. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> But uh, these these companies, they have this, you know, very beautiful exterior of like, oh, you know, learn about your past and all of this. Oh, and that brings then, up BlackRock as well. Yeah, one absolutely. Of the, BlackRock Capital? BlackRock Capital holds, uh, is one of the world's largest, I want to say. One of the largest investment firms, yeah. Investment firms for real estate. Yeah. They are one of the reasons why your rent is unaffordable right now. But, uh-huh. They are some of the worst actors in this of treating homes as an investment, treating, you know, commodities oh, you as know an investment. You know what's ironic? The CEO of BlackRock went on, went on and made a statement of, of the reason why rents are so high is because the millennial generation has it too easy. Oh, God. So you got to make it harder for everyone. What an at asshole. What, at what point does society... What, at what point do people say, I'm sick of this shit. I'm done with this shit. How far does the world have to... How far does America have to be pushed? Right. We already had one insurrection in the fucking... Capitol building. Because people were tired of this shit. Yeah, exactly. Now... How much further does ever? How much further do people need to be pushed before you know? I don't know. Before we see a French-style revolution with uh, what was his name? Um, oh, fuck the Louis. 
Yes. Oh. I don't remember which one it was. The 16th, I think? Well, no, that was just him. That was just, uh, that was King Louis the 16th dying. No, uh, the person actually running it was, um, mm. was an archduke for, no. The fuck was his name? He wound up getting decapitated anyway. The actual leader of the French Revolution for many, many years. I don't know. I can't remember for the life of me. It's been a while since I studied the French Revolution, but the thing is, is that, in my opinion, and again, this is, <laughs> here's another prediction for you. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think that the American people, in my lifetime, are going to rise up against the government. And here is why. Too many people believe that they have power over the government. Too many people believe that they have freedom that they don't even have. It, when we talk about, you know, Americans being a free people, if, if you're working at a dead-end job to pay rent that you can't afford, mm -hmm. to pay for food that you can't afford, yep. to just get more and more in debt, how is that living free? It isn't. It's not. It's not. I mean, the alternative is uh, a nomadic lifestyle, mm. which is freedom, but you, you sacrifice, you, you get freedom, but on the other hand, you have, uh, you're completely self-reliant on making sure that uh, you're reliant on your own paycheck at that point to make sure that you can afford shit, right. which still technically isn't freedom. <laughs> right. I mean, it technically is. But it isn't yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Right. It's a catch-22. Yeah. Well, see, this this is something that I think we'll save for our next episode. But I, in my opinion, a lot of millennials in particular could benefit from just leaving the capitalist lifestyle behind. From just, I call it quitting capitalism. And uh, that will be the subject for our next episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been the State of the Fandom podcast with yes. Neil Fox, the president for life of the furry fandom, and uh, Labs the Labrador, the uh, prime minister and uh, war dog of the furry fandom. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is a huge help if you guys can rate and review us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, we hope that you will join us for our next episode.